Brought to you by Mountaineer fans, for Mountaineer fans, the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome back to the Country Roads Webcast here. Special edition live stream here. I want to talk about some of the coaching staff news that happened uh, late, late last night. It was when it kind of broke um, over on Ear Sports, actually, the 247 site there. Mike Cazaza wrote an article, which I'm going to share with you guys here in a little bit, talking about who West Virginia ultimately decided to land on as wide receivers coach in Bilal Marshall, and we know West Virginia has two positions open on the offensive staff, or if you didn't know, they do have two positions all open on the offensive staff, of course. Um, for those that don't know, Tony Washington leaving West Virginia, the wide receivers coach, that's why Bilal Marshall is coming in, and I'm sure you already knew West Virginia moving on, or excuse me, Graham Harrell moving on from West Virginia, I guess I should say, going to produce a West Virginia looking for an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach, though I believe the offensive coordinator part kind of in name only and more so a quarterback's coach, as I believe Neil Brown's looking to run the offense again, from what I understand in 2023. But having said that, going to cover a little bit of those. want to share that article with you guys, talk a little bit about Bilal Marshall being hired as West Virginia's wide receivers coach for the 2023 season, and then talk about a target for the offensive coordinator and quarterback's position that West Virginia went after. There was advanced talks. A lot of people thought he was going to end up here for sure, um, and it fell through, and that's a familiar name, I think, uh, for fans and kind of was a fan favorite when he was here, uh, Mountaineer quarterback back in 2014, for a hint there, if you don't already know. But we'll get into that a little bit. But, of course, along the way, I won't stay with you guys too long. Um, I figured easiest way to talk about these two subjects rather than doing some videos was just doing a live stream with you guys and chatting about it with you guys, getting your thoughts live and appreciate you tuning in. Anyway that you're tuning in here, I'm live streaming, of course, on the Country Roads webcast, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch pages, all three platforms there. But if you're tuned in on the YouTube side, while you're in here, let me get this out of the way. Do us a favor, please. Hit the like button. I know it's crazy, but just hitting that little thumbs up button right there really helps this video because of how the YouTube algorithm works. And not only does it help this video, but it helps future videos here on the channel and really helps the channel's performance overall. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer Sports content. Out to Mountaineer Nation. And there'll be more to talk about with staff changes, of course, when West Virginia does ultimately land on an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach to replace Graham Harrell. But in the meantime, they have landed on a wide receivers coach in Bilal Marshall, and we can talk about that one now. Let me try and share this screen with you guys real quick. Bear with me momentarily, and like I said, if you're here tuned in, 
Uh, drop your thoughts there in the chat along the way. I uh, will talk about the hiring of Bilal Marshall. Come back, see if anybody's got any thoughts in here, catch up with you guys a little bit, and then talk about uh, West Virginia's remaining search for an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach and who they targeted. Uh, and it's a name I think you guys will like to hear if you haven't heard already. And it was kind of the more interesting part of the story to me, really, than even West Virginia hiring a wide receivers coach is who they almost hired as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach and how that ultimately fell through. And I know a lot of uh, Mountaineer fans are kind of up in arms about it following through and thinking it's a bad look for the program. And um, I don't disagree optics-wise. I guess it really kind of is. But um, I also can't blame, you know, certain people for not wanting to come to West Virginia at this moment just because two factors. Number one, like I said earlier, I think Neil Brown's going to want control over the offense in 2023. He's ultimately going to be the one scheming it up and probably the one calling the plays. So whoever they're hiring as offensive coordinator is probably going to be offensive coordinator in name only. They're really mainly going to just be a quarterback's coach. And also the fact that we know Neil Brown is on the hot seat. So we'll think of it this way. If you're at a job and you get a – offer from a, a better position ultimately, right? Maybe it's making more and it's a you know higher level, a promotion, let's say, um, which I think in this case you could say because this person that we'll talk about here later in the video, of course, is a was a group of five, uh, is a group of five coordinator and he would have been, you know, a power five coordinator um, in this title there. So if you're at a job and you ultimately can get a promotion and go somewhere else, but the caveat is if you come here, I can't guarantee you you'll be here longer than 12 months because I don't know if I'm going to be here longer than 12 months as, you know, you're the person that's hiring you when we're talking about Neil Brown or, you know, the the football uh, department there. So I can't really blame somebody for not taking the job. I know it's kind of a bad look for West Virginia in that aspect if he ultimately did turn it down, which is kind of the way it seems is that he did because what I've heard is that maybe, you know, he didn't want to come here and just be coordinator name only, want a little bit more control over the offense than that. And I think also, you know, the job security thing's an issue right now for West Virginia and trying to make this hire, I'm afraid. But having said that, West Virginia has made a hire, and it is Bilal Marshall, wide receivers coach. He was a graduate assistant at West Virginia in the past, uh, played wide receiver at Purdue. Um, let me share this uh, screen with you guys here, and we'll talk a little bit about Bilal Marshall being hired as the West Virginia wide receivers coach. And as I said, you guys, please drop your questions, comments, concerns here. Along the way, I'll come back with you guys and catch up on those before we talk about the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks uh, coach search, which remains ongoing now. Let's see if we can get this pulled up here. Um, like I said, from 247 Sports, uh, the your sports guys there, Mike Kazaza, breaking this late last night. WVU set to hire familiar name as wide receivers coach, which, yes, familiar as he was here before, but maybe not familiar to some. I think if you follow the program closely, you probably remember the name. If not, maybe not as familiar as the other name we'll talk about later on when we're talking offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach potentially. But here we are. Work on West Virginia's football. A staff is underway. Uh, incorporated familiar names for the two vacancies. Sources told Ear Sports the main target for the receivers coach is Bilal Marshall, which you know now it seems the hire is kind of imminent at this point. Uh, former WVU graduate assistant, currently the wide receivers coach at VMI. The Mountaineers intended to fill that spot soon, obviously. Um, Tony Washington departed to rejoin Jamie Chadwell at Liberty. Jamie Chadwell was at Coastal Carolina, which is where West Virginia hired Tony Washington away from. Jamie Chadwell, now the head coach at Liberty, uh, goes out gets Tony Washington to come back and rejoin him, be wide receivers coach again, which is what led to this opening that is filled by Bilal Marshall for West Virginia. As you see here, Marshall was a graduate assistant who worked with the receivers in 2020-2021. This past season with the cadets was his first as a full-time you know, on-field assistant in college football. 
And one interesting thing to think about with this and something that I've heard brought up, and I don't know if there's any truth to this or if it's just, you know, something that people are kind of maybe wishfully thinking, and I wouldn't be mad about, and I'm sure a lot of you guys wouldn't either. But uh, Bilal Marshall obviously has a relationship with Caden Prather. Maybe this, I don't want to say it's a ploy to, to get him to come back, but this couldn't hurt if you're trying to convince Caden Prather, hey, leave the portal, come back, you know, give us another chance. We're going to do some different things. We got a guy that knows you and Bilal Marshall. We're going to really do some things for you. You never know. Maybe they're trying to hope, hope that as well. And initially, I think, you know, when I saw them make this hire, I thought, you know, they're getting a guy you know, they can get low cost so they can make a splash hire, a splash name hire for offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And I think maybe that was their intention, I think. But as we'll see, that hasn't worked out to this point. They've missed on, you know, one guy that we know of here. And I've heard of a couple others. I don't know how true they, those are. So I'm not going to talk about those for, uh, just purely speculative because we do know of one name here that we'll talk about momentarily that did not work out that they were going after there. So, but uh, as far as ball, uh, Marshall is concerned, a native of Florida, played receiver at Purdue, caught 47 passes for 554 yards and three touchdowns in his career there. Three-star recruit in high school, ranked number 80 in the in Florida in the 2012 class. Um, it was actually a quarterback recruit there, number 16 among dual-threat quarterbacks. Finished his college career fourth rate as a passer, actually. Okay. So there we have it, Bilal Marshall um, taking over as West Virginia wide receivers coach. Coached VMI's receivers this past season. So I think not exactly maybe a, plas- a splash hire that some fans were maybe hoping to hear at the wide receiver name um, when you're talking about this. Let me stop sharing this screen for a second. I'll share it again with you guys when we talk about the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. But I think um, a lot of people were thinking of maybe Stedman Bailey. A lot of people were talking Ryan Switzer. I would have been very excited about either one of those names. I think Switzer really should have had – maybe he did have a chance. I don't know. You know, who knows. But I would have loved to have seen that. I know he was around the program last spring. And, you know, I was talking to our friend Mountaineer Paul over at Mountaineer Paul Talks Football, which I'm sure you guys know. But if not, go follow him on YouTube as well for some great West Virginia content. But me and him were talking earlier today about it. And I said, you know, that's one of the things we brought up is Switzer also could help the West Virginian special teams make him, you know, kind of the return game coordinator maybe for punt returns and kick returns because that's an area where West Virginia has struggled in the past. Um, we haven't returned a punt since I think 2012 was the last one when Tavon Austin did it, so nearly a decade. So I would have loved to have seen that. But uh, personally, I know it's not a name that everyone's really excited about because a lot of people are like, who? You know, they don't even remember him being the graduate assistant in West Virginia, maybe if they didn't follow that closely enough because, you know, who really follows and keeps up with the graduate assistants? I think very few and far between. You know, I'm, I'm crazy like that, as I think few of us are. But I think with Marshall, it's not a name that I'm upset about. I think it's a guy that's young and up-and-comer that we've seen, you know, West Virginia kind of make this hire with their wide receiver position in the Neil Brown era. It really falls in line with what they've done. Xavier Dye was the first one, um, and then, you know, Tony Washington, another up-and-comer, and then, of course, now again with Marshall. Um, who knows how it will turn out, but I think having a relationship with this staff where you can hit the ground running was definitely a factor in going out and getting getting him, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens here. Um, a lot of wide receiver coach turnover in the Neil Brown era. I believe this is, what, the fourth one in his fifth season, if I'm not mis- mistaken, in his five seasons, excuse me, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, we'll see how it turns out. You know, not a hire to be upset about, I don't think, by any means. Hopefully some of the fans aren't up in arms about it, but we'll see. Um, I like it, though. You know, I think as far as Neil Brown and this staff is concerned, getting someone that has experience with them when you're on the hot seat in a must-win year in 2023 isn't a bad move, and especially – 
if like I talked about earlier, who knows, maybe they can convince Caden Prather with uh, the relationship he has with Bylon Marshall. We'll see what happens. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach position as well um, here towards the end. But I want to catch up with you guys that are in here in the chat. I know it's a little bit earlier in the evening than we usually do this. These, so there might not be as many people in here. But if not, hopefully you guys catch it on the playback. I may try and upload a little bit of the audio um, onto the podcast platforms as well for you guys that like to tune into the Country Roads webcast on podcast platforms. Appreciate you guys tuning in here as I'm live streaming on the Country Roads webcast, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch play, uh, pages. Jerry Sicalella. I'm probably I'm probably butchering that name. I apologize, Jerry, but um, Jerry, appreciate you tune, tuning in and chiming in here. Says, man, how the program's perception has fallen. You can't even pry a former Mountaineer to come back home from Marshall, no less. Yeah, perfect time and perfect segue. Going to get right into that momentarily, I'm, I'm sure, for those of you that haven't heard. Yeah, I know it's, it's a bad look right now. It's a bad look uh, for the program indeed, Jerry. I can't argue with you there. But also, you know, you can't really blame Clint Trickett, like I said earlier, you know. It's just not a good situation right now. I don't, there's really, it's hard to put a positive spin on it. It really is. But I think hopefully, ultimately, the positive spin is West Virginia maybe ends up making a good hire. Still, nonetheless, there's good names out there and they're going to target some people when they have um, enough cash here to make a pretty decent hire here, I believe. So we'll see what happens. But I agree. It's, it's a bad look right now. Um, Eric Cruz, what's going on, Dad? Says, uh, was sort of hoping for Stephen Bailey or, wide, or St- Ryan Switzer as wide receivers coach. Yeah, great minds think alike. I didn't even see that. But uh, um, he says that he expects Neil Brown to pretty much call offense, et cetera, since it's do or die for him. Exactly. That's kind of what I've been saying as well. And uh, from what I've heard, that seems to be the case. think that may be part of the reason that the talks fell apart with uh, uh, Clint Trickett, who we'll talk about here momentarily. Uh, but I agree. I would have loved to see Stephen Baylor, Ryan Switzer as wide receivers coach as well. Hopefully Marshall uh, turns out good. Justin Campbell, what's going on, man? Appreciate you uh, hopping in here and tuning in and chiming in as well. Says he would love to see WVU bring back some of the legacy players to coach or bring big-name coaches in, but I don't want them to hitch their careers to a lame duck coach if Brown don't work out. Exactly. That's kind of the situation which is in right now, stuck between the stuck between a rock and a hard place type deal, right? It's almost a catch-22 when you're trying to make this – or these hires as for offensive assistance, and maybe that's why they haven't been able to get some of these names that we've wanted, um, like we'll talk about here momentarily. But I agree with you. Bringing in some legacy players would be great. And as far as we're talking, you know, quarterback coach is what West Virginia needs. I know me and Bradley brought it up, brought it up on the last episode of the CRW podcast. It was actually one of his wish list items on his Christmas wish list there we did on our Christmas-themed episode was hiring Pat White as quarterback's coach. Why not? He has the experience now. I know a lot of people have been saying they want Pat White for offensive coordinator. Personally, I just don't think he's ready for that quite yet, not at the Power 5 level. Um, But I think bringing him in as a position coach, as a quarterback's coach, would be awesome. And he would have the offensive coordinator title in name, so that would be great for his resume. And um, that would really bring the fan base in because I think Whatever you do with this offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach hire, I think it's got to be a name that really gets the fan base excited because right now the fan base is not bought in. I'm worried about season ticket sales and things moving forward. Everyone knows how the situation is with Neil Brown. So it's very going to be – I think this is an important hire in, in the long run. I think that's – and a lot of people feel that way as well. And that's why they're so upset with uh, what we'll talk about right now with who West Virginia went after for offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach initially that did not work out. But – as I said, continue to drop your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns on this as we continue throughout. I'm going to share my screen with you guys one more time here on this article from Mike Kazaza to talk about West Virginia's uh, target that they almost had locked down to replace Graham Harrell as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. 
as you can see here in the article from Mike Kazaza. Meanwhile, the search for a new quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator continues after reaching into the past and coming up empty. Sources said WVU interviewed former starting quarterback Clint Trickett, who is currently the quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator at Marshall. Talks advanced from there, but sources said a deal could not be reached and an offer was not extended to Trickett, who opted to remain with the Thundering Herd. The nature of the deal was not clear, but sources said WVU continues to offer new assistant coaches multi-year contracts. So very interesting there, um, and I think... Uh, reading that, I, that's something that I didn't pick up on before here, actually, is that it was advanced talks. And I think a lot of people think that he turned down our offer. But I think once the talks advanced, it looks like we ultimately decided not to extend the offer. So it seems like they were talking and they were getting to the point where they may, you know, offer him uh, a contract. And then what I'm guessing here, this is speculation on my part, obviously, here. But what I'm guessing is maybe Neil Brown was kind of talking about, now you'll have the offensive coordinator title, but I'm going to be calling the plays, helping you scheme everything, and really running the offense on game day. You'll have the offensive coordinator title and be quarterback's coach. At that point, Clint Trick, it may be said, nah, you know, I'm already an offensive coordinator at Marshall. I kind of already have that, you know, gig. And Charles Huff certainly has better job security than Neil Brown at this moment. So maybe that's when they just was like, thanks, but no thanks, Clint Trickett said, and West Virginia didn't ultimately extend the offer. And so, you know, getting advanced talks and not getting an offer turned down, I guess, sounds better optics-wise. But either way, advanced talks with Clint Trickett, former West Virginia quarterback, was, you know, going to be replacing Graham Harrell as offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach potentially if an offer would have been extended which, of course, according to this article from Mike Cazazza, was not extended, as you can see, opting to remain at Marshall. And I think that's probably why a lot of West Virginia fans are upset here is because Clint Trickett's at Marshall, and it's almost like, oh, he's picking Marshall over WVU. But in my opinion, he's not really picking Marshall over WVU. He's really picking job security. I mean, if you want to get technical, yes, but it's purely job security to me. I mean, if think about it, job security and not having, you know, full autonomy over the offense, which we were told Graham Harrell have, but we all know in speculation that we've all kind of been questioning that after seeing the offense last season. And we know that next season, Neil Brown's probably going to want to manage things, but either way doesn't work out. West Virginia going to keep looking. Uh, another name that's been brought up, of course, was Travis Trickett. That's not happening as he's been hired as offensive coordinator at Coastal Carolina. I was heard that there, you know, may have been putting some feelers out for that one as well. Who knows? But um, definitely, you know, Clint Trickett, we know there was advanced talks, uh, but did not work out. So West Virginia is still on the hunt for a new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach to replace Graham Harrell, but they do have a wide receivers coach in Bilal Marshall. But the good thing is West Virginia does have, you know, a decent chunk of chains set aside to maybe make a splash higher. But on the other side of that coin, the thing that I'm worried about uh, with this for West Virginia is that I believe, you know, Neil Brown, the rumors are, wants to, you know, run the offense in 2023. So whoever's coming in is going to have an offensive coordinator title and they could be a decent name, who knows, but they're not going to be running the offense. So that may detract some people from coming here. As we see, excuse me, I need to take a drink of my coffee here. But as we see the advanced talks with Clint Trickett falling apart, Probably for that reason, you know, West Virginia may have the money to get a big name, but it, are they going to be able to land that big name with these caveats that potentially are there um, moving forward? 
who knows? But like I said, I would love to see us go after Pat White. I don't know if that's, you know, something that he would be interested in is coming back to the college level now that he's up as an offensive assistant in the in the NFL. But who knows? He's had, you know, college experience, you know, South Florida, Campbell University, Alcorn State, um, you know, passing game coordinator at um, Campbell, I believe. And so he has, you know, some experience. He wouldn't actually be running the offense and he could coach the quarterbacks. I definitely fully have belief in that. So who knows what happens moving forward. But if you're not able to entice a potential, you know, quote unquote, big name, like you want to go out and get a legacy guy like Pat White, unite the fan base and uh, maybe try and go that route. If you guys have anything else you want to talk about, drop it in there here. Uh, final thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, whether it be about Balao Marshall um, being hired as West Virginia's coach. Who would you like to see West Virginia go after potentially as a target, as, as a new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, as we now know they've missed on Clint Trickett. Um, I know Pat White, like I said, is a good name for me. I know there's other names out there that have been thrown. Uh, Seth Luttrell, I think, is one that had been thrown out there. I don't see that happening because personally I think if they – went after Trickett, Seth Latrell may have been someone they, you know, tried to get in talks with before that because if you got a pecking order, I'm I'm sure Latrell's ahead of Clint Trickett. So maybe that just didn't even go anywhere at all. Who knows? Like I said, Travis Trickett was another name that's brought up. He's being hired at Coastal Carolina. Clint Trickett obviously not one. So, you know, there's other names that have been thrown out there, of course, in the past. I know Willie Korn, a guy at Coastal Carolina is a, a guy that people have talked about. Uh, the aforementioned Mountaineer Pauls brought him up to me and I think that would be a good one as well. Uh, to maybe try and bring in, who knows. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach search that remains ongoing for West Virginia now after they weren't able to uh, reach the point to extend a contract to Clint Trickett, unfortunately. Um, anyone there you guys would like to see or any thoughts on that you guys have, drop them here in the chat, and we'll uh, catch up on those real quick before I get up out of here. Justin Campbell, again, appreciate you, man. Says, only way I see them landing a big-name coach as offensive coordinator is to contract them as interim head coach if Brown is fired. That's interesting. That's interesting uh, point there. Um, that could work out. That could work out indeed. Um, but also then you could run into the potential of running into another situation like the, you know, Coach Stu, rest in peace, and uh, Dana Holgerson fiasco that happened when he tried to do that and you were going to bring in Holgerson as offensive coordinator for a year. And then, of course, that never ultimately ended up happening. We all know what happened there. Um, who knows? Neil Brown would have to be willing to play ball with that, and I don't know. You know, judging from the outside looking in his personality, I don't know if he'd be willing to do that, unfortunately. Interesting. Pulled your comment back up, Justin, because uh, I was thinking there as I was uh, wetting my whistle. But a name that I would be interested in if they were potentially to do that would be Mark Whipple. Uh, maybe, you know, Neil Brown would do that for him because that was a guy that Neil Brown trusts. And, you know, maybe, but I think the only thing that's wrong with that would be I don't think. He would. He certainly would not come here and just be an offensive coordinator in name only. He would have to be running the offense. And if Neil Brown's not letting anyone do that, then I don't think that Mark Whipple's going to come here. Having said that, they do have a relationship, so maybe that is potentially that one person Neil Brown would be willing to give up the reins to because that was his college coach. You know, he got gave him his first coaching job, so I'm sure there's a certain trust level there. And we know Mark Whipple has experience and. um would be a type of coach you could slap that title on. So just off the top of my head anyway, that's one that could potentially happen there. But I find it unlikely that they would be able to do that. Just the main reason being, obviously the West Virginia administration has not shown to be exactly the most proactive 
um, judging by how they kind of handled things with this athletic director situation and, you know, the Neil Brown coaching situation to end the prior season. So I don't really see that happening, but I, I would be a fan of it as well, Justin. I think that would be awesome personally. Let's see. Got anything else in here before I uh, get ready to hop off here before too much longer? Just want to talk a little bit about those, the one move and the um, and the other almost move for West Virginia there as uh, Bilal Marshall hired as West Virginia's wide receivers coach. If you're just jumping in here late, um, go ahead check us check us back on the playback here and um, be sure while you're in here drop a like on the video please and subscribe if you haven't already. Get some more of this Mountaineer sports content out to Mountaineer Nation. That's what we're trying to do here, and it uh, really helps if you hit that subscribe button and like the video as we continue to try and grow the Country Roads webcast community throughout Mountaineer Nation. But Eric here says, I may be wrong, but I feel like there's too many what-ifs to entice a big-name offensive coordinator. Exactly. I do, too. I do, too. I'm I'm a little concerned, as I think a lot of people are at this point, um, and I don't know if it's just because of the news of one person you were trying to go after and it not you know working out. Maybe that's one of the reasons we're all kind of feeling that way, but I'm definitely concerned as well. And I'm, and I don't know about if it's going to be a big name at this point. And I think as you know, Jerry mentioned earlier, and you know, as I said, my favorite, I think maybe if you can't get a big name, then maybe getting a legacy name like a Pat white is, you know, one of the better things you can do because that would, I think reinvigorate the fan base at least. And that's one of the best things you can do at this point. And it's one of the things that you have to hope to do throughout this off season, whether it be from, bringing in some potential big-name transfers or making a splash hire with this name of whoever you bring in as offensive coordinator. I think that's something you have to do throughout this offseason if you're the administration if at West at West Virginia talking about Gordon Gee, Board of Governors. You know, Ren Baker, of course, coming in wants to be successful. I think right now a concern for West Virginia is probably season ticket sales for next season. A lot of people didn't want to see Neil Burrow back. A lot of people are upset. We've seen people say, oh, I'm not, you know, renewing, you know, things like that. So I think if you want to get those people back on board and, you know, kind of get people drinking the Kool-Aid again, for lack of a better term, if you're not going to be able to make a splash name for this hire, maybe go get a legacy name, but you also need to win in the transfer portal because either way, whether it's one of those two or a combination of the both, you've got to win back the fan base trust somehow, or at least win back the fan base enough that they have a little bit of faith to want to go to games next season, to want to renew their season tickets uh, because a lot of people are really down on the team. Not saying me specifically, I'm just, you know, judging by what I've seen, you know, throughout Mountaineer Nation, social media-wise, you know, interactions here on the channel, things like that. I think that the overall vibe is kind of negative right now. Um, some of these new, the news that's coming out, you know, just sequ- uh, consequently has been, you know, a factor of that. But uh, moving forward, um, if they want to, you know, make fix that and kind of right the ship, um, definitely, you know, getting a name. If you can't get a big name, a legacy name is what I would do. Pat White would be my choice personally, but I'm not making any decisions. And what do I know? I'm just a guy with a microphone and a camera. Uh, but that would be, I think, would re- re- not reinvigorate, excuse me, the fan base rather. And of course, I think continuing to win in the transfer portal. I think, you know, getting a power five tight end was good. People want to see more power five players. But I think don't sleep on some of these group of five players. Uh, Deshaun Polk, I think, was going to be West Virginia's kick returner. But I'm actually really high on Montre Miller. And I know it seems like deja vu all over again, talking about being high about a you know group of five cornerback when we saw what happened with you know Rashad Ajayi and then Wesley McCormick coming from the FCS that were highly regarded. But Montre Miller's a bit of a different animal. 
extremely fast, something those two guys didn't have that we were told that they did. But the proof is in the pudding for Montre Miller. Really fast 100 meters, really fast 200-meter speeds. Also at Kent State, 898 snaps with zero penalties, 81 overall grade according to PFF. One of the higher-graded players in the transfer portal if you actually go look. So I'm actually excited about Montre Miller, and I think West Virginia hopefully can win in the transfer portal. That can uh, bring the fan base back, uh, back around as well. Yuri Nator, yes, you can ask questions here. Uh, come with anything you like, of course. That's kind of what I'm doing here is taking some uh, Q&A to close this out before I end up this live stream in which earlier I talked about West Virginia hiring a wide receivers coach and who they targeted as an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach with that uh, search remaining ongoing. Justin Campbell says, Rich Rod will be a good OC with the type of players we have. Maybe warm the fan ba- fans back up to him, but such a touchy subject. Personally, I'd love to see Rich Rod come back. I'm on, you know, maybe the other side of the fence than the majority, but I don't know. I think the majority may have started to shift a little bit. Uh, I don't know 100%, but um, in regards to that, I don't see Rich Rod uh, coming as an offensive, going back to an offensive coordinator role, um, especially now that he's back as a head coach and had great success in his first season at Jacksonville State. And they're really doing some things there. Um, go check out his interview he did with Dale Wolfley on Dale Wolfley's uh, YouTube channel, Wolf, The Wolfman's Call. Uh, actually, some really interesting things there in that conversation. I believe they did it about a week or two ago now. But they're really putting some money in over there at Jacksonville State. Um, they won their conference. They're moving up to um, FBS next season, I think, or the season after one of the two. I can't remember exactly. But uh, Rich Rod, you know, back in head coaching, so I don't think he would move into an offensive coordinator role. But, you know, if a coaching search does ever kick up at West Virginia, it's going to be brought up. It already was this offseason when people were thinking Neil Brown was going to be gone. And, you know, if things don't work out next season and Neil Brown is gone, that name's going to come up. And it's coming up from boosters, too, from what I've heard. So who knows? You know, crazier things that have have happened. We've seen a lot of uh, people recycle coaches and – it hasn't been really successful for the majority of those. That's kind of what worries me about that. But, of course, I also became a West Virginia fan in the early, you know, 2000s and, you know, was in high school during the 2005 to 2007 run. So, obviously, if there's any chance, even the smallest chance, a 0.001% chance of recreating that, I'm all for going for it. You know, just like Lord Christmas and Dumb and Dumber. If you're telling me there's a chance, sign me up. <laughs> Eric says, I still support our team, but definitely disappointed overall. Everyone remember, it's not the player's fault, so don't give up on our Mountaineers. Exactly. That's the one thing that I'm going to continue to try and push here from us on the Country Roads webcast on our platforms and anywhere that I pop in, you know, when I'm guesting with anyone else that, you know, we interact with here that tries to cover the Mountaineers here on YouTube and podcast platforms or whatever, um, is that. I know things are kind of seeming down right now, and of course we feel it as well. But the one thing that we can do as fans is just, you know, get behind the team, cheer for them every game next season. You know, I like always like to say 0 and 12 or 12 and 0 is the mentality I like to have no matter what. I'm going to watch every second of every game and enjoy getting to watch the Mountaineers because, you know, it's limited opportunities we get to do so. Only 12 weeks out of the year do you get to watch, you know, Mountaineer games. And if you're lucky, maybe 13 or more, but you get a guaranteed 12 times you get to watch them you know, in one year. So, you know, 12 times in 365 days you get to watch them. So let's not take those for granted moving forward. And I think there is some things to be excited about. We got some talented players coming in like Rodney Gallagher. We're going to have a quarterback we recruited out of high school starting for the first time in a long time. I mean, when was the last high school recorded quarter, uh, excuse me, high school recruited quarterback to start at West Virginia? I believe it was Paul Millard back in 20. 
13 or 2014 uh, to actually start a game at West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. Or at least to start the season, I guess I should say. I think to start a game was probably Chris Chuganoff back in 16 or 17, whatever year that was. But you got two good ones, you know, dual threats battling it out. And we're going to see, as I've covered here on the channel, the return of an offense that we all really liked. You know, speaking of Rich Rod, Justin Campbell, uh, we're going to be running more, you know, read option and RPO type plays, you know, with more heavier sets with multiple running backs on the field at the same time. Neil Brown confirmed as much on signing day as did JT Daniels when he departed. Go check out the video we did covering that here on the Country Roads webcast if you haven't already. And that's exciting to me. That's one of my favorite offenses to watch. I think the offense is kind of going to resemble the 2016 West Virginia offense when Skylar Howard won 10 games at West Virginia. Wendell Smallwood led the Big 12 in rushing and he had speedy guys on the outside to throw to and he hit a lot of deep balls. West Virginia I think is bringing in a lot of speed. Traylon Ray, Rodney Gallup Jeremiah Aaron has speed. They've got speedy guys potentially at wide receiver. May bring in some others in the transfer portal as well. Already have and Deshaun Polk, who's a return man and a speedy guy of his own. And I think you're going to have you know air raid passing concepts and your and your air raid stuff in your route tree. Of course, that's probably going to all stay there intact. But you're going to see more RPO. You're going to see more 22 personnel, 21 personnel, 12 personnel. You know, multiple tight ends, multiple running backs on the field, and um, going to see a lot of read option and triple option concepts. I think so. That's exciting for me as well as having a dual threat quarterback. We've all talked about how West Virginia has been successful in the past with dual threat quarterbacks. Traditionally, Neil Brown's been successful here at West Virginia when he's been able to run the football. Eighteen and four when the Mountaineers run for over 100 yards. Also undefeated at West Virginia and at Troy when his teams run for over 200 yards in a game. So the fact that West Virginia is probably going to run the ball more next season, I think, is a good thing. Um, kind of plays into the strengths of this roster, which is a good thing to see. And, you know, who knows what can happen in doing that. So let's continue to support the team agree overall, for sure. For sure. But having said that, guys, appreciate you all uh, tuning in here that did. Um, I know, like I said, or a little bit earlier than in the day than I do these uh, live stream Q&As and haven't been keeping up with them weekly as much as we've been able to. It's been busy lately. We're going to try and get back to doing at least one uh, weekly Q&A live stream here on the channel and had some coaching news to talk about, so wanted to do that and then mix in a little Q&A as well. So we'll do another one here in the future, but also looking forward to in the future, there's going to be a CRW Hoops uh, podcast episode dropping, which you can find on the audio side on any podcast platform, and of course the video version on our YouTube channel. So if you're tuning into this live stream on the uh, Country Roads Webcast Facebook or Twitch, be sure and hop over to the Country Roads Webcast YouTube and subscribe there to catch the podcast episodes, or subscribe to us on any podcast platform if you want to just listen to the audio version of those. Got the basketball version and the football version as well. May throw this up there on the podcast feed um, for you guys on the audio side since it does have um, some coaching staff news that I want to talk about, but we will have other podcast episodes for the football uh, side dropping throughout the offseason. And, of course, like I said, continuing to cover basketball with the CRW Hoops podcast. And then exclusive to the YouTube channel, I've uh, been doing WVU basketball post-game reactions when we can. I know we've missed a game or two throughout the season, but – We'll get back to those here uh, with the uh, game on New Year's Eve against Kansas State. And then, of course, like I said, podcast episode dropping on that. And then we'll continue to cover um, these West Virginia football coaching staff updates as they come along, whether it be who West Virginia is targeting or if a hire comes out. I'm sure it's not going to take long. Expect something here in the next few days, I would think, in regards to who will be West Virginia's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach moving forward um, as they 
have missed on one here as we've seen, but who knows who the name will be. Hopefully it's one that excites us, but I appreciate you guys that have tuned in here, whether you've tuned in on any of the three platforms um, for sure. Uh, Nancy Johnson here in the comments says she would like to see coach Rod back. Also Pat white. Yeah. Can you imagine um, having Pat white as offense coordinator, coach Rod as head coach? <laughs> That'd be uh, interesting. And also makes me feel extremely old, but uh, I'm very interested in, in hopefully maybe there will I don't know. I'm just trying to speak it into existence, guys. I'm not I'm not claiming to know anything here or anything, but I would love to see us go after Pat White. I mean, we're in need of a quarterback's coach, and he can have the offensive co- coordinator title in name, and Neil Brown can you know really run the offense if that's what he wants to do, which is what it sounds like is the situation. And I think that would be ideal for both parties, Pat White and West Virginia, if they're not able to lure, lure a big name, which they haven't been up to this point. But Having said that, that's kind of the situation as it stands right now. Just to recap here before I close this out, West Virginia has hired Bilal Marshall to be wide receivers coach for the 2023 season, was wide receivers coach at VMI this past season, previously a graduate assistant at West Virginia there that worked with the wide receivers. And West Virginia still remains searching for another position, though, on the coaching staff as they have one more vacancy to fill. They lost Tony Washington and Graham Harrell. Tony Washington coached wide receivers, obviously replaced by Bilal Marshall. Graham Harrell, the West Virginia offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach last season, so West Virginia looking to fill that vacancy. Um, Advanced talks with Clint Trickett didn't extend an offer, so that didn't happen, but West Virginia remains on the search for an offensive coordinator and a quarterbacks coach for the 2023 season. Whenever that name comes up, whoever it is, we will – be right back here to talk about it again on the Country Roads webcast. Maybe even do another live stream with you guys, but be on the lookout for live streams in the future. If you are subscribed, hit that notification bell so you can know when we do them because sometimes they're impromptu, kind of like this one was, only scheduled a few hours ahead of time. But going to try and do these live stream Q&As weekly. So if you enjoy popping in and asking questions and interacting with us, you'll have plenty of opportunities to do that in the future. And like I said, stay tuned for plenty more content here covering this offseason news on the football side, and then, of course, continuing to cover the basketball side with the CRW Hoops podcast episodes and basketball postgame reaction shows. So any more uh, coaching staff news that pops up, I will see you guys again in the future, but appreciate you guys tuning in here this time as we have hired a, West, a wide receivers coach at West Virginia, excuse me, and Bilal Marshall, and remain on the search for an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach to replace Graham Harrell. Excited to find out who it is and excited to see what else happens with transfers throughout the West Virginia offseason as the transfer window is now open. Sure, there will be more to report on that side as well. So excited to see that. But, uh, oh, got one more comment here from Baxter Mallory. Winston Wright got a touchdown on a kickoff or a punt. In fact, I think he got a couple of instances and no one since Tavon. Yeah, Winston Wright ran a, a kickoff back indeed, Baxter, but uh, no punt return touchdowns uh, since 2012. Tavon's against uh, TCU. And that overtime game in which they ultimately beat us on a two-point conversion. The guy actually didn't catch it, but whatever. They uh, went for two, got the win. Uh, But that was the last time West Virginia ran a punt back for a touchdown was uh, Tavon Austin 2012. But, yes, Winston Wright did run back a couple of kicks. Uh, One in uh, Neil Brown's first season, I believe, in 2019. And then uh, against Maryland, nearly ran a couple back, but got stopped, you know, short of the goal line and then did run one back the next week against – who was at Long Island, I believe. So, yeah, Winston Wright had a couple kick return touchdowns in his career, but uh, punt return touchdowns, West Virginia has definitely left a lot to be desired since 
2012. But great point there. Yeah, definitely may have misspoke and said both, but uh, meant only punt returns. But yeah, Winston Wright did do a great job for West Virginia kick returner and hopefully does uh, good at Florida State as well. Uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in and chiming in as always, Baxter. But uh, having said that, guys, I'm going to hop up out here before too much longer. Like I said, got some plans with the fiance this evening or i'd love to stay with you guys longer as i typically do on these q a streams but like i said we'll do one again here before too long where maybe i can stay with you guys a little bit longer and we can interact a little bit more but wanted to talk a little bit about this coach news so got that covered for now and uh we'll see you guys again here in the near future whether it be with some basketball coverage or some more updates here on the football side with the coaching staff news and of course transfer portal news that remains ongoing as the as well there with West Virginia still looking to add uh, six to nine more transfers there in the transfer portal as they've only added three up to this point. But having said that, appreciate you guys tuning in here to the Country Roads webcast. As always, I'm Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go. If Mountaineers. you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those...